News Now. All right, welcome to Nerd News Now. I got Kyle Brainy, Miss Jen. I'm Mark. It is the second week of January 2022. Uh, what's been going on, guys? Kyle, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been grieving. Yeah, right? I think we all have. Yeah. Um, the NFL's regular season is over. College football's over. There's no good sports until April. NBA's still going. I said what I said. Ah, what do you know? I, I don't know that I could tell you <laughs> more than five NBA players. Wait, there are more than five NBA players that you need to know? I, I, I'm i saying, is Draymond Green still a thing? Yes. Yes. Okay, then I can name at least two. Who's the other? Can, I'm curious. LeBron. Hmm, okay. Who won the championship um, last year? I think, are you just naming people from Space Jam? You can name the people from Space Jam, probably. Bugs Bunny, Babs Bunny, Marvin the Martian, Pepe Le Pew was not in it. He was canceled. Um, yeah. uh, who won the championship last year? Was it the Washington Generals? No, you know they you know they never win. That's true. Uh, Meadowlark Lemon is a basketballist. Yeah. There you go. That's all I got. Um, so back to the, uh, to the serious grieving part, the non sports grieving, uh, we lost within the span of just a few days, Sidney Poitier, Peter Bogdanovich and Bob Saget. Uh, all of those hurt for me, Sidney Poitier hurts the absolute worst. Right. There's like, there's like two tiers here, right? There's Peter Bogdanovich and Sidney Poitier. And then there's Bob Saget. Like Bob Saget was great, but like, when you make a career pretending to be someone's dad and then spending the rest of your time making incredibly blue jokes, you don't get to be on the same 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 tier as Peter Bogdanovich and Sidney Poitier. Well, you have to remember, though, I think to uh, millennials and younger generations, he was pretending to be the uh, dad of Ted's kids. And that like really that was the number one thing people were throwing out was like his How I Met Your Mother voiceovers. And so uh, I'm on a totally different, you know, uh, generational plane than uh, people who thought of him as that because I thought of him more as the full house dad. And then, like you said, uh, AFV, the blue career in comedy. Yeah. And, and America's Funniest Videos. He, he was able to seemingly transition between those two groups, though, like the family and then the not family friendly. They they have his uh, HBO put up his last special that he did for them, which had been offline for a while. And I went back and I watched the first ten minutes. And I'm like, no, nope, no. So if you're trying to grieve Bob Saget, do not watch his stand up. It's not an appropriate method of grieving. Um, but no, it's like I I don't I don't I can't like I never watched uh, How I Met Your Mother really. Mm-hmm. I know some of the references from it. Like I know legend and then, you know, wait, wait a few minutes and then talk about a cow and say dairy. Um, but there's, that's about it. Like, uh, but yeah, I grew up on full house and AFV. And then because I'm a big fan of the filthiest comedy you can find, um, I was a fan of his standup. So, there was an update on that today, by the way. What was the update? Uh, the coroner, uh, they haven't publicly released the autopsy yet, but they have said there were no drugs or signs of foul play in his system. Okay. Basically a heart attack at 65? Pro- he, some, he, was you know. fighting, he was fighting some kind of condition, right? Uh, no, not that I had heard. Um, he had been sick. He had had, like, long COVID. Or something. I, I don't know that it was that, but he had been sick. But he had gotten better and gone on a national tour and then just... Yeah. Um, and then, like we said, uh, I don't want to say like on a different plane than Bogdanovich and Poitier, but 
in terms of, I guess, legendary artists and award award winners, um, Poitier was definitely the hardest hit for me. Um, he passed away at 94. And I just remember when I was uh, back at SMU in the early 2000s, being lucky enough for him to come and talk to the film department. So, I mean, that's obviously one of the best public speakers I've ever seen. And uh, just all of his experience and just his uh, compassion for mankind, but also just his charisma and ability to capture an audience in a room. And uh, I just, to me, his top performance of his for me was, was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, I think. Even though he had many, many, um, and obviously one of the prominent actors of his generation, but uh he just uh he just really spoke to you through the screen and um broke down all barriers obviously but just a tremendous showman actor and uh human for me for Sidney Poitier it's probably in the heat of the night yeah um but uh he had a great role in a western and i can't think of the name of it now before in the heat of the night and guess who's coming to dinner i, I it will it'll come to me like tomorrow morning was it batman no it was it was it was one of those classic kind of almost a spaghetti western but i can't batman. hmm it was batman yeah sure <laughs> Um, but there's was that. It, and it Buck and the Preacher? No, that doesn't sound right. Or Duel at Diablo. That, that was probably, that's probably it. That's, that's, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I've, I've watched Sidney Poitier, like everything he ever did. Um, just uh, an absolute giant among, you know, actors. You know, you ask you ask the greatest actors going who the greatest actors ever were, and they're going to name him. You know, and then of course uh, Peter Bogdanovich did the Last Picture Show, which amazing film. If you haven't seen it, cinematography on that is top notch. He played himself, ironically, in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, he was also um, one of the therapists on Sopranos. Yep. Um, I, to, to commemorate him, I went and I hadn't watched Paper Moon in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I went and bought Paper Moon, which was way better than I remember it being. Because I was probably too young to fully appreciate it when I watched it the first time. Yeah. But, you know, Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill were great. Oh yeah, that was uh, that that that's a good film. Mm -hmm. Definitely like a moment in time that was never recaptured, spe specifically you know, by by the actors involved or just just really anything. It was really a rare feat, I think, if you watch it sort of in a time capsule of everyone who was involved, like the culmination of their career type of way. Even though obviously. That was like Tatum O'Neill's first ever performance, right? So mm -hmm. it was, uh, but uh, it wasn't bad news bears. Let's just say that. Right. Or bad news bears wasn't Paper Man, maybe. That's, but, that's, yeah. But they both have their charms, mm -hmm. to be sure. Uh, Brainy, what about you? What do you think about those uh, legends passing? Well, you know, um, I'm, not as uh, personally moved. I, I it's sad to see them go. You know, it's sad to see that much talent uh, disappear. But it's for me, life moves on. It's unfortunate, but you know, life does move on. Sad uh, we won't see them perform anymore. But they did give us many great years, many great movies out there, and many great shows for us to watch. So. Yeah, We'll move on with that. Yeah, what about you, Miss Jen? Um, 
You know, I used to watch Full House, but I don't know that I was the right age to have truly fallen in love with all those characters, like a different generation might have. So I'm I'm sad about Saget, but I you know like there's some people that when they've passed have been like have rocked me to my core, like Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. You, you somehow believe that those people are immortal or should be, and then realize they get to go to their eternal rest because they worked real hard in their life to be good people, and that's cool. So um, for for this group, none of them were like people that I felt like were maybe Mr. Rogers when you feel like he was probably an extra father figure for you. But I did appreciate their talent for sure. Yeah, for me, it's more, um, it's not like this internal grief. It's more of just a mass appreciation for the days they were there for me without even knowing me as another person. So, I mean, that's kind of like what being someone who's really into pop culture is going to think probably, but like, um, uh, and, and Bob Saget, his, uh, his career was, um, it's, it's funny cause it was like, it lasted a long time and he did all these various things. And like I said, part of it was very family friendly and part of it was, the exact opposite, you know, just like the Arista rats joke. But uh, it, it was one of those things where at the same time, I used to watch America's Funniest Home Videos, my family and Full House, obviously. Um, so uh, he had a very interesting career. And then, like I said, Poitier is just legendary actor and Bogdanovich was a uh, master behind the camera. So, uh, you know, just one of those things where it's like, wow, I spent a lot of time watching all of their collective works and probably will continue to long after they're gone now. Uh, Kyle, I, I will recommend to you um, once a little bit of time has passed uh, to watch uh, Bob Saget's guest appearance on the show Huff, which was that Hank Azaria led show. Yeah, I know the show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just... It was one of those things is I had no problem watching the clips and stuff like right. Bob Saget. Uh-huh. It was like when Robin Williams died, mm-hmm. you couldn't go back and watch Robin Williams live on Broadway. Like when he was at the height of being coked out of his mind. And like, that's just not like the Robin Williams you want to picture. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, so it's, you kind of thread that needle with, with some of these comedians. It's, it's kind of like how I cannot watch, to this day, JoJo Dancer, Your Life is Calling. I can't do it. Right. With Richard Pryor, I just, knowing, and seeing, even seeing, like, the, I'm okay watching the stand-up, you know, mm-hmm. when he's talking about it, but, like, seeing it in that light, I just, I can't do it. Right. So, uh, I definitely understand that, for sure. Mm-hmm. But right, uh, let's talk yeah. about happier things. Okay. Well, uh, this won't make you happy at all, but it might make me, uh, bring you Miss Jen happy. Um, Spider Man ran laps around the competition in the box office. Uh, third week in a row. Another 33 million it picks up. It's, uh, it's already made, uh, 668, uh, domestically, putting it in sixth place all time. Um, and Sing Two brings in about a third of that with eleven million, and then the movie Sing Two is excellent. By the way, Sing Two might be the best movie in theaters right now. I've heard. I, I've actually heard that, and uh, you know, I, I know you're not just being salty towards Spider Man because I've read reviews and I've heard that, and I've seen the the ratings and the uh, from both the critics and the fans. Um, so I would assume that Sing Three will be on the way because of that. But uh, what what makes it? Um, better than the first one. I I wouldn't say it's better than the first one. I would say it's probably level with the first one. Oh, okay. Um, I just think it's the best movie in theaters right at the moment. Um, because it really is one of those movies that, like Shrek, there's a little something for everybody. You know, it's I can't you can't take a five year old to see Spider Man. Not gonna get it. You take a five-year-old to see th- Sing, and they're going to be like, okay, this is a good movie. And then there's stuff there for you, and then there's stuff there for people who are older than me, and there's stuff there, you know. 
Mm-hmm. It's a full movie. Um, the music is great. Bono is incredible in it, um, which is not something I expected to be able to say. Um, it's just, it's a fun movie, and it's one of those movies that the rewatchability is ridiculous. Like the first one, you could just watch it like every few months and probably wouldn't get old because it's, oh, well, I love this song. This is a great song. This is another great song, you know, kind of thing. It's like they'll definitely have a sing-along version in theaters at some point with a little ball that bounces across the bottom of the screen, you know. It's totally, totally worth going to see. Do you remember when Bono, like we were forced to listen to U2 on our phones and stuff? Do you I remember love that, that record. I love that record. Do you remember when we like you would buy a phone and the U2 album was like installed onto it? Have they ever tried something since that? No. People got so angry at it that <laughs> Apple has stopped doing it. Uh, but that record was uh, fantastic. I it was, was pretty crazy. good. I was like, did my husband buy the YouTube album? The YouTube album? Uh, okay, I'm glad to know that it wasn't just our phones, like the government put it on there or something. No, that was a thing, and it was, it, you know, it was like a big cross-promotional thing. They've never tried it since. Uh, I think it did, like, fill some people with just, like, an impassioned hatred for, for Bono and you 2 though. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I think it did. There's a lot of people who do not do not like Bono. Have you seen the South Park episodes? P.F. Chang's and all that. Yeah. Why is he? Is he not nice in person or something? Oh, I don't know. No, people think he's pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Because he always wears sunglasses and he speaks in an Irish accent. Um, and maybe he is. You never know. You never <laughs> well, know. it's you know he wears the sunglasses because he has a condition. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Irish accent. Not a whole lot you can do about being from Ireland. No. Yeah, I'm you. <laughs> no, I mean, but, but there, like, some people are not Bono fans in the same way that some people are not Tom Holland fans. So, no, Tom in, Holland fans, non-fans are just idiots. In my life, I've seen you two three times. All three times, I have openly wept during their sets. Uh, there's something that they have the ability to do in concert that no other band that I've seen has the ability to do, which is like transport you away from the concert you're at to this kind of higher plane of existence, sort of like just make you part of the moment. And I think that has to do with the fact that so many of their songs are built for that kind of stadium rock the whole crowd chanting and singing, you know, and Bono just kind of standing there while the edge, you know, plays guitar, like very simple kind of things. And it's, it's a religious experience for me seeing you two. It is, it is great. And, and one, one thing I want to add to that, that you uh, two does that a lot of other artists or so-called artists don't do. And which is sing like actually sing live mm-hmm. uh, and pull it off really well. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for the last 30 years now, 40 years, give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, that's talent. Say what you I, want about them. I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. And it was one of this, it was one of these things where it's like, oh, this feels like it has the potential to get out of hand. Like, because people were just crowding the stage and crushing down and nobody was in their seats. And it's the Hollywood Bowl. So you kind of need to be in your seats. But nobody was in them. And it just, like, it didn't get out of hand. And you're like, this is going to get ugly. No, it never did. Like, it was super cool. But Bono is great in Sing. He plays a lion. Um, So it's his first time doing voice acting. And apparently his daughter was like, a big part of that, of figuring out how to like turn him into a lion. She'd go, it's not cat enough. Or like she was giving him crap like <laughs> on the zooms when they're trying to do characterization. Cause he's not an actor and she's not very old, but she's like talking, talking trash to him. And he goes, if she wasn't constantly telling me, dad, you don't sound like a cat. 
I don't think I would have figured it out. I guess if you're going to do voice acting for the first time and you have to be a lion, you just watch Lion King, listen to James Earl Jones, and be like, well, I'll never live up to that. Right. Right. (laughs) But then you got to try not to sound like Snagglepuss. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Or, yeah. There's lots of cartoon cats, I guess, you can emulate. But I'm sure he did fine. Um, But I would assume he kept the same singing voice, right? Uh, I think he sings in the voice. I think it's just, I think it's oh. his regular voice, just a few steps down with some added kind of gravelly, you know, tone. But does he do U2 songs? He does. He does a duet of a U2 song with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I need to see, uh, I'll probably watch the first one at some point. Just I've never seen it. Same here. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch it. Uh, has anyone gone? Has, has Kyle or Miss Jen? I know this is something you two usually do. Um, have y'all gone to the theater lately? No. That was last weekend. Okay. There's nothing out I want to see. I mean, I saw it Sing, but yeah. I saw that in the preview before Christmas. Um, since the Matrix came out, there's nothing out I want to see. Yeah, I just um, and obviously this new uh, this new um, strand of COVID is deterring a lot of people from it as well. So I don't know what the next big thing, huh? Uh, you know we we have fluvid here now. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh. But I got both shots just in case, but we'll see. I uh, I got a like I said, I got a screen, screener of the Kurt Warner movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Skip it. Um, okay. Like I'm hard on movies, but like this one is like I'm not even trying to be facetious about like. Uh. Um. That it, bad, huh? Uh, it might be Zachary Levi's worst performance. Okay. That's uh, yeah. that's not good. No, because I I like him and everything I've seen him in. Yeah, no, it normally great. Just this movie, just not a good movie. Um, one of the big problems is is that uh, Zachary Levi, when he's playing nineteen year old Kurt Warner, looks like Zachary Levi. Yeah. When he's playing 30-year-old Kurt Warner, he looks like Zachary Levi. And when he's playing 60-year-old Kurt Warner, he looks like Zachary Levi. Uh, like, there's nothing about him that's believable of being this character at different stages of life. And when he's sacking groceries at the beginning or stocking shelves, he probably just looks like Chet. Or he looks Zachary like Levi. Zachary Levi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, and Rogue plays his wife, right? Anna Paquin? Uh, uh, do, 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 yes. Sorry. Yeah. I was trying to remember what she looked like, and yes, uh, she looked like they looked. I, I think they look pretty accurate. Yeah. No. I mean, the Warners. That's that. That's not the problem. It's that he doesn't age in the movie. Right. Which is you know not great. Um. I am going to see Licorice Pizza. Uh, I've been invited to go see that. I wasn't going to go see it, but I'm going to now. Someone invited me to go see it. So, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yep. That's the movie with uh, Alana Haim. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the other kid's name. Um, but Sean Penn and Bradley Cooper are in it, plus Tom Waits. Well, it is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. So... Okay. Yeah. So there's some good genetics there. The rest of Haim is in it as well. There's a family scene, and that's them. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you've listened to their. Yeah, I love music Haim. before. So. Yeah. They're also in it. Yeah. Um. Not a whole lot to look forward to. Of course. Um. You know, January typically when, uh, good movies just aren't really coming out, and then pre-COVID we had stuff like. Deadpool in February that set box office records, but I think uh, companies are just going to sit tight now. 
We are getting a uh, cinematic treat on Apple Plus this Friday, which has been in theaters since the 25th, and I don't think any of us has seen it, but that is The Tragedy of Macbeth, which is a Coen Brother movie. I said almost um, said brothers, but brother movie. Uh, it's the Scottish play, Mark. Otherwise, we're going to get in real trouble here. What did I say? A Coen Brother you movie? Said the, no, you said the name of the thing. Yeah. But... You're not allowed to say the name of the play. You're not allowed to say it at the play, but you can say it elsewhere. Yeah, I didn't say the name. Why do you want to tempt fate? I said the name of the movie, though. Yeah, we're not in the theater. Yeah, we don't say that word. It's a bad word. It's a four-letter word. In the theater. Anywhere. Don't tempt fate. Eh, I like look up Thespis. Don't tempt fate. Oh, I thought you meant film was a four-letter word. I don't know what I said. No, 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 no. He's talking about the one that starts with an M and ends with an H. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it has a few letters inside. Yeah. It's the Irish are, Well, Kyle, are you allowed to watch it? Are you not allowed to have anything to do with it? I will have to consult some people. You're just not allowed to use the name anywhere. Yeah. Supposedly. It's it supposed to be only in Don't tempt fate. Miss Jen, do you know of this, what they're talking about? Because I am completely lost right now. I absolutely do, but I don't believe any of those curses because I currently have a gypsy curse on me, and I feel like I'm doing okay. It's a theater kid thing, Mark. Oh, okay. Well, can I just say that I'm really excited that uh, a Denzel Washington movie is going to premiere on Apple Plus on Friday and check it out. Can I say that? Sure. Okay. Well, I would suggest watching it since it's going to win all the awards. Um, just in case anybody else is wondering, something else that's coming out um, next week. Uh, Cinemark is putting together a celebration of the life of Betty White that will be available in theaters. Ooh. Monday, January 17th. And that was going to be her live stream 100th birthday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah, still happening. If there's somebody you hate with all your might and you really want to make them miserable, make them watch... Night Rider 2000. <laughs> is that now streaming or something? <laughs> it is on Netflix. I cannot believe I wasted an hour and a half. I forced myself to finish that movie. And I swear, I think they took all the budget they had to pay David Hasselhoff and um, Mr. Feeney's um, budget. Yeah. It was their salary. That's where all the money went. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Would you rather watch that or ninety minutes worth of David Hasselhoff music videos? But I think anyone would rather watch ninety minutes worth of David Hasselhoff music videos. I, I, I yes, I would definitely do that. And uh, my God, I cannot believe I sat through that movie. Even my wife walks by. She's like, "You're you're actually trying to finish this." <laughs> are Are any of you guys opera fans at all? Yes. So uh, I'm scrolling through because now I'm on these websites. Uh, Cinemark in at the end of February is going to have the Met Metropolitan Opera, Opera putting up Rigoletto, uh, which is very interesting um, because that's one I've never seen, and I'm very excited to go and watch that. And then following that up, uh, Turn Dot. So that's if you're one into of those opera, modern weird ones, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, modern weird ones. And then in June, they're doing Hamlet. So, you know. Oh, so you're allowed to say that name. You're allowed to say that name, but I can't say the other name. That play's not cursed. Well, I didn't know it was cursed. Well, that's on you, man. (laughs) I was a band kid. You go outside, turn around three times, spit and swear. How how could you be a band kid and not know that? (laughs) Why would I know that? You guys hung Why out. Why would I know that? That's Mark, go out. You know what? I'll help you, Mark. That the, uh, that the the third chair out of three chairs tuba would needs to know for to be in band. Mark, can you go outside, <laughs> turn around three times, spit and swear? Why? Because it'll break the curse. <laughs> I just want to know if he'll do it. I I don't know what what curse this is, and and also what kind of swear words did they have back then? You know, uh, basically the same ones we have now. <laughs> okay. yeah, if, if we're only going to talk about cursed plays, 
Spider-Man, man. We shouldn't be able to say Spider-Man anywhere. Turn off the dark is, yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to say that one out loud. <laughs> so you're saying every time that there's a commercial ad, YouTube uh, video pop in. You know I don't watch these things, coming right? Out. Huh? I don't watch those things. Okay. I don't watch but trailers. Someone, I don't watch commercials. Saying, but someone, someone somewhere is saying them, like this Friday, the tragedy of blank. Those people, those of, people can tempt curses. fate. I'm trying to help you, Mark. I don't care about like. I'm trying to help you. I don't care about everybody else, but don't tempt fate. I must have tempted fate. Because I, I I sat through and I read her two thousand. I mean, you think like saying Hasselhoff out loud would bring some sort of curse down? I but... think that's like Candyman and Bloody Mary. Like, <laughs> well, don't say you look in a mirror time. and say Hasselhoff three times. <laughs> don't do it. I, I really trunk shows up. Um. We never played that in band, so that's why I didn't know about that curse in band or soccer. Well, now you know. Okay. You know it's well, it's about. too late now. Don't worry. Kyle will go outside and dance uh, in the snow naked to make sure that curse is lifted off of you. That's right. Uh, is that what you have to do, or you have to turn around no. uh, three times? Turn around times three times, and... spit, and swear. You have to put your does head on the, the back. Uh, does Michael Bay count as a swear word? I mean, it should. I think so. Come on, man. We wouldn't have those uh, helicopters flying over sunsets. I know, but there's news just came down that he's remaking the raid into an Americanized version, and I can't stand it. You know, there was somebody in this group, I don't know who it was, that said um, the remake won't change anything of the original. I know, and it was me, and, and, and trust me, I feel bad about that, but it, that's how much it shook me to my core. Oy. But this isn't some 80s movies either. This is like, you know, an action film that just can't potentially be improved upon, so that's a, a little different, but I I definitely know that I said that. <laughs> but I would throw out the caveat, Michael Bay could mess up that whole thing by blowing things up. and if i was going to have a, a a cursed word that started with an m it would be michael bay but anyway i don't I make mean, curses that's the, fine the, the guy gave us meatloaf beauty and the beast and transforming robots <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he's also prolonged the career of maki mock by like 20 years um, hey, he's a really good actor you better he, get Stop talking bad about him. Yeah, he, he's, he's done well, man. Who is this? Who's a really good actor? Maki Mock. He's, oh. he's got talent. He I is a Mark. very good actor, but like, you know, at this point he would be like playing, you know, Irish mobsters and old guys. But instead, no, he's still the lead in transforming car movies. Oh, no. <laughs> well... Brainy went outside to turn around three times, spit and swear. <laughs> well, where'd you get that from? That, so that's the thing? What? The turning around three times, spinning and swearing. Yeah, that's universal curse breaking. No. Universal yeah. from what? I've never uh, It's like universal tiebreaker rules. Okay. Like, they just come from somewhere. Like, God in the, the 13th commandment is thou shalt turn around three times, spit and swear when you need to break a curse. Hey, speaking of uh, universal tie-breaking rules, since we're already off the rails and the show is cursed anyway, I got to talk about football. I, I have to. I have to. I got to talk about football. There was like, I know it's it's right on the cusp of nerddom. I mean, I am a sports nerd. I am doing a sports card and training card podcast now. That's how much of a sports nerd I am. But uh, there was a football game yesterday between the Chargers and the Raiders. And first of all, this is the first uh, time ever that there was a 
seventeenth regular season game, which is a ridiculous cash grab by the NFL, and it worked eighteenth, by the way. Well, week week eighteenth, but but seventeen games though. Yeah, yeah, seventeen games. But the season week. went an extra two weeks this year. Well, it went an extra week. It, it was usually seventeen because you got a bye week, and now it went eighteen, and there's a bye week, and you play seventeen. Correct. So games. This like they had two extra Sunday night football games. That's what I know. Because right. my beat ups budget was over by two. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> typically they had 17 weeks and each team plays 16 times. This week was 18 weeks and each team plays 17 times. But regardless, like it worked out almost too perfectly for them because they get to the last game of the season, which was the Raiders Chargers. They're both tied. Uh, the Colts lost to the hapless Jacksonville Jaguars, who only had their third win of the season. And so then it sets up this game where, oh, you know what? If the Raiders and Chargers tie, they both go to the playoffs. So there's another layer to this. There's another (laughs) layer to this. What's the other layer? Because the Steelers beat the Ravens. If the, the Raiders and the Chargers tie, they're both in and the Steelers are out. Right. If either team wins, the Steelers are in. Uh, but they're the lower seed. If the Raiders win, they're a higher seed than the Steelers. If the Chargers win, they're a lower seed than the Steelers. And there's a chance that if both teams got blown off the map in some sort of act of God, the 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 Colts could still make the playoffs. But, but they would have had to both somehow lose. Steelers are going to the wild card, though, right? Yes, the Steelers only got in because one of those teams won. Yeah, but it would it would have been different seating, like correct. It it was ridiculous. So the game winds up going into overtime, and literally, you're watching the clock countdown, and there's two seconds left, and you're going, "They're actually going to tie this game. They're actually going to tie this game." And then they call the timeout, and the Raiders kick the field goal to win. And it's like, they should have just tied the game. And what was hilarious, Kyle, is that about a minute before that on the national broadcast feed, they showed a Steelers fan, and he was cursing. Right. He, was, he was spinning around three times and cursing and spinning. Right. They, they <laughs> like were showing him the like whole game. Like, <laughs> they were showing him the whole game. Like these guys are just begging one of these teams to win, and neither team is pulling away or you know really trying that hard to win. And these Steelers fans are just getting redder, redder, redder. <laughs> and and um, and you could just almost like feel the presence of John Madden there because you know not only did he pass away over a little over a week ago before that, but uh. If you know, like football history, he had been an assistant coach during Heidi Bowl, which mm-hmm. is the most craziest television broadcast in NFL history. It will never be repeated again. Where at the end of this wild game, I think between the Raiders and the Jets, um, it was going back and forth. It was insane. And then it got to like seven Eastern, and they go boop. And then all of a sudden, you're in the mountains, and Heidi's doing right, like you know, two minutes left. Right. There's like yeah. two minutes left in the game, and they cut to Heidi. They cut to the yeah the national premiere of the movie Heidi in black and white. People were livid. Never, never forgot about that. And then in '72, when Madden was the head coach of the Raiders, you had the infamous Holy Roller, where mm-hmm. the quarterback was about to get sacked and just rolled the ball like a bowling ball on the 12-yard line. Another Raider grabbed it with his paw and batted it forward again illegally, and then the third Raider fell on it in the end zone, and the San Diego Chicken had a heart attack. And they did show that clip before all this overtime madness started. But I could, I, I, I was just screaming collusion in my brain. I really felt for that Steelers fan in the stands. So I'm glad yeah. they won it legitly. <laughs> they, that game went so long they kicked us out of beat ups. Wow. Like beat ups is like seriously, we got to close. Didn't, didn't both games go into overtime yesterday? The Steelers game went into overtime as well. So here's the solution to this, right? It's a really simple solution for the NFL. They need to adopt what the Premier League does on the last week of the year. On the last week of the season, the Premier League plays every game the same time. Every game is played simultaneously. So what the NFL needs to do is have every one of these games played 
at 4 p.m. Eastern. No, they would lose money. They would lose a lot of money. They wouldn't have to. Because of the way the Premier League does it is they, one, it's regionalization. So the games that are on, in, the games are on in your region. Yeah. But two, they allow other networks to bid for Week 18 coverage. So all of a sudden, you've got games on TNT and ESPN and ABC and instead of just Fox and CBS and then NBC on Sunday Night Football. You can have, we can have four games on the four majors, plus one on ESPN, plus one on ESPN2, plus one on TNT, one on TBS. There's a way to do it. At the same time, the top-seeded teams may not want to participate. Because they know they know they're already in, so they're not going to. They're just going to, but they they have to participate. It's a regular season game. Yeah, but, oh, but what they'll do, what yeah. they'll do is they're just going to sit their starters like they do anyway. If you lived here in Ohio, you had to watch the Browns backups play the Bengals backups in a game where I could have started. Yeah. So I mean, who cares if if they play all the games at the same time? I have an option. I could turn to a different game. So there's not money to be lost there. I agree. And I, I think especially if nothing else, if you're going to stick with the East Coast, West Coast, and you have to have games at 12 and you have to have games at 3, don't do a night game the week before the playoffs starts because now they, they've expanded the playoffs and they're getting a, they're getting a Monday night wild card game. So they're going to get their nighttime viewers this week already and and you're having an extra playoff game on both sides so yeah i think i think it was enough and they're already getting extra money from week 18 that they never got before so no, they you gotta play it all at once that they, they were two seconds away from collusion that's what <laughs> that's that could be, that could be said for all the games that were played yesterday though uh, not like this, because this was like the lat, you know, the very last. This game was one of those. Played. If the if the NFL was really going to fix games, they'd have fixed this game. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I missed that game last night. Um, I, I stopped watching after the. It the was stupid. SF game. It was stupid. Yeah, that's right here. But stupid, awesome. It was awesome. Right. But also just absolutely ridiculous. All right, that's the sports talk for the year. Okay. Um, uh, some movie news just to run by Wes Anderson is going to be directing a role doll film starring Benedict Cumberbatch. That's going to be the wonderful world of Henry sugar. That is part of the deal that Netflix got with the doll estate. This film will also star, um, low tier actors, uh, Ray Fiennes, Dev Patel and Ben Kingsley. Are you kidding me with like this afterthought of like, Oh, the film also stars Ray Fiennes, Dev Patel and Ben Kingsley. Uh, I think I might put Benedict Cumberbatch after them, but anyway, uh, and this could become an anthology with more of the other stories becoming involved. Uh, oh, good. So it's good to know that there's going to be more Raul Dahl tales to terrify children everywhere. No, no, no thoughts on that. Okay. Nope. None. <laughs> it's not James and the giant peach. Which is the only Roald Dahl book I ever read. And uh, but I actually, only... yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some crazy twist to this. But the uh, wonderful world of Henry Sugar is uh, the the two sentence synopsis is a man learns how to cheat at cards, but then donates all his winnings to uh, create orphanages. So I'm sure there's going to be some crazy twist, but maybe it's not scary. I don't know. And then also the plot of the Bob's Burgers film has been revealed. Get this, the uh, restaurants in peril. So just basically like every third episode of Bob's Burgers. Um, that uh, It's going to be a musical comedy mystery adventure film. I'm all for it, but at the same time, a TV show to a movie, you don't really get much of a, a, a pop out of it other than just being three times longer. Uh, Bob's Burgers is currently in its 12th season, and the movie currently has no release date. I can point to uh, the last episode of Bob's Burgers I ever watched. And well, it's just because it? I started working Sunday nights and stopped watching it. Um, okay. But there's an episode that ends where Bob is stuck 
on the toilet, and there's a magazine that's coming to review the 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 restaurant, and it had a song that went "Bad things happen in the bathroom." I'm just <laughs> glad that they happened in a vacuum. And sometimes after I go to B Dubs, I sing that song to myself. Yeah. Oh. Uh... Uh, they they do have the the best TV songs on television. There's no doubt. Well, and ever I I have on a playlist on Spotify that plays regularly, uh, the Flopsy song from the episode where they talk about Tesla and Edison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's some good stuff. Uh, hey, did y'all? I was not here last week for most of the show. Did y'all talk about Book of Boba Fett? No. Nope. I- I haven't got to watch it yet. Has anyone else? No, nope. I'm, I'm waiting. Ooh, you guys can talk about it because it's gonna be a while before I get to watch it, so I don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till episode three to see if I can binge all three of them together. But you guys want to talk about it? Go for it. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to spoil it. I'll just say I like it. <laughs> Some people just I'm, don't want this to work because they don't like Boba Fett. <laughs> I'm not sold. Uh huh. Yet, um, like the Mandalorian got me after the first episode, I was hooked. This one has not yet hooked me, but I read a fan theory online this week that if it turns out to be true, we'll have made the first two episodes and then what will undoubtedly be the remaining episodes some of the best cinematic storytelling I've ever seen. Okay, if the fan theory is accurate, okay. After the show or whatever, message me yeah. the theory. So, so as not to spoil it for Jen and Brainy, yeah. I won't talk about it. But I do want to know that theory, whether mm-hmm. it's true or not. I just like hearing where the fans think it's going. Um, and most of the time they're wrong, but it's still fun. Oh, sure. They're, I'm almost certain there's no way they can be correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, All I know about anything is that I, I see still images that they're like, two huts and uh everyone's throwing around the rumor that there was some hint in an early episode that might indicate there is a character from an uh now running comic book series still running comic book series that might draw that character in so probably it's driven the price of that first appearance (laughs) no hint they show up Okay. Yeah. Doctor Eddie? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean not a not not a spoiler, but uh because I'm gonna be really cagey about it. But if you get Dr. Afra number one, John Tyler Christopher action figure variant of Dr. Afra number one, that character is in the show. Ooh. Uh also if you've not watched it, don't watch the Dan Wickline show on the experience tomorrow. Dan, Dan does a really great job of tearing apart every little detail of a show. It's perfect to watch afterwards so you, in case you think you might have missed the Easter eggs for anything. Well, he's so good at it. Ironically, the character that shows up that we're talking about is incredibly similar to a D&D character I played around the time Dr. Afro 1 came out. And so I saw it and I immediately made it my profile picture because I'm like, oh my God, it's my D&D character. And then people are like, Kyle, it's a spoiler. And I'm like, is it really, though? Is it really? Because this is just a D&D reference to me. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, stuff happens. And I, I, I just, I generally like it. And um, I think that uh, there are some people that are like, oh, I don't understand why. Like a coworker even said, I, I don't get Boba Fett. What people think he was cool. And I was like, yeah, he had a jetpack. And that's not me being trying to be dismissive, but it's like as a kid, there was a guy with a jetpack. Are you kidding me? So, but now, like, but now this character that we always thought, or I guess most people always thought was awesome, uh, we're getting some actual character development and backstory and seeing him be awesome. uh, So I like it so far. I I think we're still waiting for that emotional investment. To, to kick in, whether it's a MacGuffin or a Baby Yoda or what have you, but um, I think uh, so far it's just a, it's a good show. I mean, obviously, budget uh, they got the, the directing, the cinematography, the acting, so 
they have a budget behind it. Um, we'll see where it goes. I, I have a, a, I have a theory that I still, I'm never going to, no one's ever going to be able to tell me anything else that this Boba Fett that we see now is like, it's a, they're, they're just playing around at being Boba Fett, the real Boba Fett. And the reason why Boba Fett always has such a hard on for, uh, getting Han Solo and beating Han Solo and chasing Han Solo is because really there's a girl in there. Who's a jilted, a jilted ex. <laughs> Someday they're going to do that through story for me only. <laughs> 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 I like Kyle's face. No spoilers. Um, two quick TV things. I just I'm gonna call this now. Bel Air on Peacock. The reimagining of Fresh Prince is gonna be awesome. They dropped the trailer for it. It's now a one-hour drama. It was uh, a fan presented the idea three years ago. Will Smith saw it online and backed it. Uh, it went into full production. Got picked up for a season. This is not gonna be like Saved by the Bell or Punky Brewster, where they go from comedy to comedy. This is. Uh, uh, looks like a hard-hitting one-hour drama, uh, and it arrives February 12th on Peacock. And then uh, some shows to look out for this week. Naomi premieres uh, on CW. Uh, Superman and so Lois season two premiere before that. Peacemaker pops up on HBO Max later this week, and Wolf Like Me <laughs> premieres on Peacock at the end of this week. And I, and Isla Fisher. If you want to watch a hysterically bad show, it's hysterical, but it's bad. Uh, American Auto. <laughs> I mean, I like it's a cast. bad show, okay. but the, it's hysterical. Like it, I it had me eight kinds of triggered, and I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> but it's bad. <laughs> like, and it's not season one of Parks and Rec bad. Well, that's what I was going to say, though, but like Parks and Rec became Parks and Rec. So, do you right. Think no, I'm going to keep watching it. Okay. <laughs> like, it's one of those, like, oh, I forgot when shows could be this bad at the beginning. Yeah. But so there's hope for it, though. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. for sure. Okay. Um, um, another show that some of us are excited about Emily in Paris announced season three and four are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Did you already get through season two? Oh man! Like, I, oh, you weren't here last okay. week. Like I told yeah. um, Miss Jen and Kyle, you know, I was extremely disappointed uh, in season two in the fact that Netflix only gave us ten episodes. I know it's like they get to that last episode, and you're like, <laughs> no! right? <laughs> but then oh, being immediately, but immediately greenlit for three and four. I mean, that's good. And the downfall of that is we have to wait another year for season three and yet another year for season four. So we're basically having to play the wait game, which is a little... The show's good, at least for, you know, in my opinion, it's good. Okay. It's got to be expensive to make it, though, right? I'm just kind of thinking, is it is it on location in Paris? There's no way they just start making that up in California, They shoot it in Paris, right? Indiana. I, I, I don't Paris, know if Texas. the entire... I don't know if the entire show is in Paris. I'm sure there's scenes shot there, um, but I don't know if they're all, the entire show is 100 uh, percent on set. Season nope. three is going to take place in Paris, Texas. Season four will take place in Paris, Indiana. Oh my word! And that way, they're not lying about the title. They're all going to take place in Paris, uh, Universal Studio lots. <laughs> That's probably the most likely uh, scenario. Um, turning our attention to comics this week, I'm just going to throw out some number ones and then turn it over to uh, the experts. But we have, and again, this is all me pulling this offline. So this is pending uh, supply chain issues and weather, uh, which we had some in Texas this weekend and all kinds of stuff. But uh, from what I saw, uh, new or new-ish or maybe a delayed Daredevil Woman Without Fear number one, uh, the Scorched, number one, Marvel's Voices Heritage, number one, and uh, a comic I'm excited about from Image 
uh, Rain number one. I read Rain number one already. Did you? Is it good? I got a PDF. Uh, it's it's real good. I mean, okay. it's Joe Hill being adapted by David Boer, who is great. Um, so, you know, it's hard to screw that one up. Um, this week for me is a weird week release-wise, but Rain is certainly um, one of the highlights. What is that beeping? Is someone proximal to a bomb? It's not just me, right? That is the team doing inventory. Go inventory team! We might finish it tonight. We're so close. The speed at which you are going made me think someone was proximal to a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) So the the quick beep you're you're hearing right now, that's it uploading to our the computer from the wand. I I like to say that someday we're gonna write a rap. With the, and because what happens is we do this for like more than a week and you hear this beep beep in your sleep sleep we can we can write the music for you if you like please do <laughs> I, I know some people that are musically inclined that are in this group that would probably do it but the name of the song has to be I can already hear the beat hear that beep beep in your sleep sleep that's your hook Everyone's also Brady I've got a song request for this week's mix we, we can um, do 120 BPM on that. Oh, what, what is it? Uh, Interior Crocodile Alligator is the name of the song. What the? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'll listen to it to me because I'll forget by the time I'm setting up the. I'll put a, I'll put a link to it in 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 the in the group in the private chat here so y'all can listen to it. Uh, it's it's by Chip the Ripper. Okay. Who I think is a parody of Chance the Rapper. I, I think I might want to just quit the the dance party now just because of this weird request. And instead of interior... <laughs> no, you'll hear it. You'll hear it, and you'll be like, "Man, this is this beat is really good." Why are they rapping these words? <laughs> just do a mashup and call it "Inventory Alligator Crocodile" or whatever instead of "Interior." <laughs> right. And then we cover all the bases here. Uh, Miss Jen Comics. Any of those comics uh, sound interesting, or what else are you looking out for? Okay, so I'm not going to even tell you a lie. Books are delayed 72 hours. Okay. So I don't care. Yeah. It's just been. Yeah. Do you need PDFs to read for review? Yes, I do need. All I, right, I, I will send you the links to the ones Dan and I have. Because okay, we, I have, I have Marvel and DC here, and probably some Scout and Source Point, but everything from Diamond is going to be in. Yeah. The problem that happens is that even though I can show them the Diamond notification that it's three days late, they still will disbelieve that it's not our fault, and still be like, "I'm going to go to all the other comic shops and I'm going to find those copies." I'm like, "We'll have fun." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enjoy spending $3 a gallon on gas to drive around for nothing. Um, For me, uh, We Ride Titans from Vault is one that I haven't yet read that I have. I think I have the PDF for that I'm very excited for. Um, Hell Sona, which I know I have the PDF for and I'm going to be reading later. Um, uh, What was the other one? Um, There were some Mad Cave books, I think. Um... Oh, yeah. Uh, the Last Session, number two, from Mad Cave. Oh, yes. Um, I talked to Chris Hastings today about Helsonia. And it's, I, I'm interested in the book. I wasn't previously until I talked to him, but if you if you read the Sonyaversal books that he did, where he kind of like made up completely new versions of all those characters, or of, of Red Sonia. There, this is another kind of look at that in which he makes more of them. And they have a, this common goal <clears throat> and all new bad guys. So like literally every single issue will have a brand new bad guy you've never seen before. It just, it's it's really a, a, a neat look. His favorite of them, I think is Blue Sonya, which kind of sounds weird. You're like, what? But Blue Sonya has got like demon wings. She looks so BA. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, that's when I when I'm like, who should we reach out to for that show this week? I'm going, you know, 
that's a new look for Sonia. Um, I want some inside scoop. Because uh, there's a 1 in 30 Yoon cover that I bought 30 copies of this book just so I could get this cover. Like, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna text Nick and be like, "Hey, do you want to buy 29 more copies of this book back from me?" But no, like I, that was the deal that my my LCS made me. He's like, "Hey, if you'll eat the extra copies, I'll get it for you." I'm like, "Done. I'll find something to do with them." You know. Well, even especially if you got to for those 30 copies, got to get the various different covers, which I assume have all the different versions of. The right. They were able to order everything up to that, which they'll be able to sell, you know, which is good. But, like, I will eat whatever <laughs> extra he couldn't order. You know, he wouldn't have normally ordered it. So, right. works out. That's a cool relationship. I like that that plan. Um, it's why I have hundreds of copies of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin. <laughs> like, long boxes of them. They're probably mine. I need them so badly, Kyle. <laughs> I was shorted a hundred copies originally. I uh, I wound up, yeah, with I want to say sixty copies of number two. Miss like, General, buy them off of you. Yes, I want. I have monies. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I just put them in a box because I'm gonna wind up at conventions with Kevin. That's so true. it's like I didn't mind buying them. And I just put them in boxes and then never thought about, hey, does anybody need these? Never thought about it. Just put them in my Turtles box with all my other seven, eight, ten copies of Turtles books that I've got. Yeah, so. I'm still waiting for the ASM 1 through 16 years to send me, Kyle, for my birthday. Oh, okay. Uh, the Dan Slot run, right? No, 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 the 1963 run. <laughs> I could probably send you an ASM 1 through 16 of the Slot run. I, I enjoyed the slot run. I have the slot run. I, I, I might be the one of the few people that enjoyed his. I could probably send them to you in variants at this point with the way <laughs> that collection's going. You know, what, one um, thing uh, I liked about Dan Slot is he basically put uh, Peter Parker's intelligence up front, which a lot of writers in the past have ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically said, look, this guy is a genius, and you know we're going to use that. And, I got to hand it to him. He did a great job with that. And then, of course, with Doc Ock and Superior Spider-Man. So Mark's computer restarted. Yep. Oh, my goodness. On him. So, um, <laughs> you know, we've been at this like an hour. Okay. Uh, is there anything, any other comics anybody wants to mention? No, I mean, there is uh, one of the kind news uh, which has been spreading the interweb. Where one of the most popular um, publishers last year fired all their retailers. I'm fired. Did you get fired? <laughs> oh yeah, I got fired. Um, I did reapply, just because I do believe in these guys. So you know, I, I want to support them. Um, I I told them, I, I I I am a team player, and I totally love you guys, and you guys are the best. But if I if I sign up for this program. And it's the same rules as last time. My staff will leave, so I will not. <laughs> so I if so it, if you guys can fix it, I'm the girl. I once heard an argument about if people who wanted to shut down the NRA, if everybody who joined the NRA, everybody who wanted to shut down the NRA joined the NRA, and then at the next meeting called a vote, it would be disbanded. I don't know why retailers don't do that. If enough people sign up for this publisher's deal and go, look, we're here. We want to give you money, but we will bail before this starts. If you don't make some adjustment to the things, they will have no well, choice but to make adjustments to the things. No, not necessarily uh, because you know they're not asking for all the retailers. They are actually. But what I'm saying is, is if, if, 800 retailers sign up and 799 of them go, no, we want this. We want these things changed. They'll have no choice. That's if, if everybody were to work together to make the change instead of complaining online, the changes that would get made. And I know exactly where you're trying to go with that. In this case, I'm not sure if that'll work. Um, 
only because I believe they'll be like, okay, that's fine. You guys can go on ahead. I will keep that one retailer that wants to stick with us and give him the exclusives and sell the rest ourselves. There are publishers that do that. They go direct. They they leave out the retailers because retailers don't want to work with their terms. Right, but this particular group of people are not going to do that. A different group of people might, but this particular group of individuals wouldn't. I don't know. what I'm getting at. I I don't know. I think they would. I I think they would just say, all right, you know what? This is our new model now. We'll just sell directly to the consumer. Well, I mean, that's a conversation for another show. Yeah. Because we could spend an hour and a half talking about just this. (laughs) And we we all know that. And you're right. They are very retailer friendly, but... Um, in fact, uh, almost everything they've done, in my opinion, at least, w- w- except for the shenanigans, has been because of what retailers have said in the past. Right. Uh, except for a few shenanigans and a few rules they've applied, which I don't like, but hey, it's their rules. So, all right. Well, uh, we'll leave you on this cliffhanger. Maybe we'll discuss this next week. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, the Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. That's two paragraphs without breathing. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online. <laughs> you can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Amazon. So, for the absent Mark, whose computer decided to hate him, Windows 10, and Brainy and Miss Jen, I have been Kyle, and this has been Nerd News. <laughs>